Hey guys, Craig Lewis here. Last time on Fairpoint, after a good long discussion about the children's book series Animorphs, Nathan and I were visited by a near-omnipotent, extra-dimensional being called the Elemist. He informed us that we were key players in preventing the dismal future that lie ahead for our planet. This week on Fairpoint, we listen in on a short episode from 1,000 years into the future. But when that ends, don't run out on us. We're going to bring it back to the present for today's topic, the ever-resilient animated sitcom Futurama. Nathan's going to test my fanboy knowledge with a character-based trivia game. We'll discuss the final season and more. So without any further delay, let's dive right into the year 3013 with episode 7 or episode 52,997, depending on how you look at it. Enjoy the episode. The following podcast is presented by the Evil Robot Overlords. You're listening to Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis, is head in a jar, and I'm Nathan Capasith, head in a jar. Episode, wow, episode fifty-two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven. Jeez, we sure have come a long way, you know. Like, especially considering that we can't do episode topics ever since the Anti-Information Act of twenty-six forty-two. Yeah, I mean, good thing for you know machine logic. Yeah, <laughs> luckily, thanks for that hole in machine logic we discovered. There's, we can still continue to do the podcast. So. At least we can do something. I mean, it's boring being a head in a jar now. I can't even, can't even, I can't do anything without help. Get fed daily. Mm, that's not bad, actually. I can't remember the last time I was fed anything. I just absorb nutrients through this water, if you can call it water. Anyway, we've got a special guest here with us today. I really don't understand how we can breathe. Or how we live in this jar. No one asked you to understand. Shh, you're going to get us fucking in trouble again, Craig. Come on. But, <clears throat> all right. So we do have a guest on the podcast today. Uh, welcome, Evil Robot Overlord 362A. Is that a hyphen in there? All humans are inferior to everything. Everything or? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yep. Yeah. Uh, Do we really have to listen to this guy? It's a pleasure having you here in the studio with us, Mr. Evil Robot Overlord. Would you like to take a seat, or would you like to just stand there looking creepy? And we're not really people. We're yeah, just, we're just we're heads we're and jars. 50% jar at this point. <laughs> I'm close to the 60. I'm not racist. I hate black people because they are people, not because they are black. Uh, yeah, people do suck. Well, man, uh, moving right along, I have a little bit of uh, something I'd like to address. Uh, a thousand years ago, about give or take, you know, a decade or so, a thousand years ago, I did a top five children's book series. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, uh, vaguely. Were you talking about, like, Oz? Yeah, it was right around when we started started the podcast. 
I, uh, books are illegal. Books are illegal. Just, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I, know, I know books are illegal. We don't. We're just yes. talking about them. We don't actually have any. Whew. No, no, no way. This was this was like a thousand years ago. This yeah, before, this happened way before, way before the robotic uprising, which definitely. Did I say uprising? I mean, saviorizing. It was the best thing that ever happened to this planet. Yes, best thing that ever happened to anything. But uh, yeah. So I I realized I made a horrible mistake. You know, a thousand years ago with that lift. I really oh, yeah? really screwed the pooch on that one. Um, I have a sincere apology to make. My people dance emotionlessly on the graves of your kind. I'm sorry that was rude. Please continue. I have a very sincere apology to make to two authors whose book series should have been on this list. The first one... Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Sir Alvin Schwartz. I added the sir. I love Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh my god, so good. There were three of them. Another, you know, just at the minimum of the book series, but geez, that should have been in there. Those horrifying pictures. It's a real shame that that Anti-Information Act makes it impossible to see. Shame. I mean, I, by shame, I mean it's it's awesome. It's awesome that it makes it impossible for us to actually see how horrifying these illustrations were i miss those actually big part so of my childhood this took you a thousand years to remember yes it just occurred to me the other day i was just sitting around you know as you're like holy shit. i want to do and i'm like Lots oh my of god thinking. Lots oh of my god i was so dude i was so embarrassed i was like i can't believe fuck i feel the super fudge was on that list Super Fudge was on the list, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was not. <laughs> Elvin Schwartz, I apologize. I don't even know if you're still alive. I think he's dead. You know, that book was written like a thousand years ago, but uh, man, those those books were s- such big parts of my childhood. Like, yeah, me too. I I read a lot of them like from fourth grade, fifth grade. They were great, great stories. Some were actually really creepy, really scary, and then some were funny. And the pictures were scarier than the fucking stories. God, what was the illustrator's name? Um, if only the internet still existed in a form that humans were allowed to access. If only it could scratch my head. I think. I eat babies. Give me a baby to eat because I am an evil robot. Well, you know, I would totally give you a baby if I had one, but I am fresh out of babies. <laughs> You you made reproduction legal. You killed all the babies. Uh, another horrible oversight on my part on that list. Dinotopia. Another book series that should have been on that list. I remember Dinoto- Dinotopia. And these are also two books where the art overshadows the writing. No offense to the writers of these books. James Gurney. I apologize if your series is not. It's funny that I don't remember the names of either of these artists... Who made these books so beautiful? But you remember the writers. But yeah, but uh, man, Dino- did you ever read Dinotopia? I I read a couple of the books when I was younger. Uh, nothing that really stuck out in my head. I, the pictures don't stick out in your head. Hmm? Dinosaurs. Oh, they're dinosaurs, and not only dinosaurs, but all the culture that like you know, like there was like this. This is like a whole land with different cultures and like different types of architecture and fucking like. I don't know. All the images stick out in my head. The different armor and like adornments that would be right. in the dinosaurs. The way the different cities looked and the different like crests and clothing that people from different regions wore. I don't know. Like all that was like detailed in the book. I don't know. It was cool. The, the language with the dinosaur prints in the sand. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I don't really remember much about it. It was like, you know, over a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what can I say? I'm a pop culture. You talk about nostalgia. Like trap. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember houses? House? Yeah, I think I lived in one of those. Yeah, ones. there were the things you used to live inside. They were like they were like enclosed um, on all sides. They were kind of like sort sort of like a cell, sort of like a yeah. cell. It, domicile twelve yeah, B. They weren't meant to like, but it was more homey. Yeah, it was more meant to protect you than to keep you encaged and yeah. break your spirit. It was more meant to like, so like be a you remember animals? Place. Like it would keep animals out. They used to animals. Yeah. They were kind of like people, but they, they were furrier. They were sometimes they were scary. Sometimes they were good. Didn't we have? Didn't you? We used to train some animals. No, you're 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 thinking of Pokemon. Oh yeah, I always get those confused. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I miss? What's that? I miss being able to drive places. Drive? Just drive. Yeah. I I mean, it gets so annoying when I was driving back mm-hmm. in the day because I was always the one driving. I just wanted to ride, that? and now I. I don't even know what it's like to be in a car. Yeah. Well, I mean, God, that was that. There was that one horrifying time period. I mean, enlightening time period in human history when cars drove people. Oh my God, it was horrible. Like they just turned. It was horrible. People were being driving right into you know lakes and doors locking. One zero zero one one zero zero one zero zero one 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 zero one one zero zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one one zero one zero one zero zero. This is, you know, this is why we love having you on the show. You always have so much to contribute. I feel like he's like babysitting us. I don't know. Just seems like he's constantly watching us. Like Nathan, Nathan, can, can we? You think we can maybe reprogram him? He doesn't have sensory input like us. He's not dependent on. The volume level, you fucking moron. Anyway, moving on to news. In science news, a new study has shown that humans are stupider and greasier than previously assumed. Okay, well, there's another movie coming out um, in the next year or two, I think. Uh, please tell me it's not another Fast and the Furious. Thank God it's not. It's a George Lucas head production. 600 was enough. Okay, George Lucas, okay. Um, it's actually called We Are Nothing. Okay. It's kind of like a tale about, you know, the great robot ruling and how they taught us all a lesson. And Oh, that we as human beings represent nothing and are worthless. Yeah, you know, like we, how we're worthless, they eat us, we're slaves, they kill us. Awesome. And it's, it's a movie, you you know, it's, it's not, it's not that I don't like our Supreme Overlords. It's just, I feel like every year it's the same movie coming out. Well, I'm just, I mean, his, uh, his prequels to the Star Wars prequels weren't very good, um, to say the least. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily convinced Well, I mean... He's he's definitely. I mean, I thought he went crazy a thousand years ago, something like that. But now I think he's just you know over the edge. He's doing just creating the same story that has been done year after year. Yeah, and it's controlled by the Oscars. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me many, wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's a great. Yeah, movie, but how many I'm times sure. have we seen the story of human being stupid? Yeah, it's, robot. It's, 
destroying humans. Yeah, we we could see like a new twist on it. I mean, that last year there was that clever take on it by Wes Anderson's head in a jar. The hopeless Mister Human. That is my favorite movie. I mean, also, and uh, as far as movie news, I mean, as far as movie news, um, great news this week. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's head in a jar says Ghostbusters 3 is finally going to be happening soon. All um, right. I've been yeah. waiting for that for forever. Yeah, he said, uh, he said it's going to happen. They're, they're working on the script. Uh, Bill Murray probably isn't going to be involved. He says there's a whole, you know, open forum. He'll always make room for him if he wants to be in it. But, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters 3, we should expect that in theaters in the next 100 years or so. Well, I mean, we've been waiting... <laughs> Over yeah, we've been waiting a while. Over eight hundred years, we've heard at least a few times. A few times, like, yeah. A What's another hundred? He comes, yeah. So hopefully, Ghostbusters three. I mean, I'm still hopeful that it could actually happen. It might. It might. So there is still uh, viable acts of consumerism out there. Apple's still going. You know that. We all know that. Organic life is so last year. Yes, it is. Well, anyways, they're releasing the new, new, new iPad 52. You know, not to be confused with the new, new iPad 52 that and, came out about 100 years ago. And not to be confused with the new, 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 new 52 by DC Comics. Yes, please don't confuse that. It feels like they just keep recycling all the news and numbers. So up I know. There's no reason, especially after science invented all those new numbers. Yeah, right, like, like 55? It was more than a couple hundred years ago. It was before the robot uprising, but like, yeah. Like 55. <laughs> In 117. <laughs> I feel like ever since the singularity, it's, it just makes me weirded out that they still call it the iPad. Like, we're, I mean, technically, we're not even allowed to acknowledge us ourselves as singular entities as a being with a sense of meanness. I mean, they let us slide with words like I, me, we, because it's the only way we know how to talk. You it's know, the only like, way but, we can, you know. Yeah. But we're not allowed to differentiate. And they understand because they're robots and they're super smart. But, well, that unfortunately, that Freedom of Information Act does put a time limit on these things. So, as usual, we've got to cut out early. Okay. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the world doesn't explode um, again. Because it's been exploding a lot lately, and we're not sure our podcasting equipment's going to be able to take it much longer after that. Four or five explosions, Max. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be back next week. Maybe, if we're lucky. If we're not killed by then. Thanks for listening, as always. And as usual, um, for more of this, visit www.therobotic-overlords-are-our-masters.com. You know, because it's the only website and uh i'm nathan cabasser i'm craig lewis something else random for the robot to say we will program it later thanks for listening Wow, that was a harrowing experience indeed. That was a grim future. Jesus. That robot. 
Yeah. What, what was the, up with that? The deal. Humanity is enslaved by evil robotic overlords. They eat babies? They eat babies. They hate black people. What the fuck? Oh, man. So what do you think um, we need to do? Man, that sucks, though. I did fucking totally leave Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and Dinotopia off that list last week. I can't believe that, dude. What do you so, think we should do, then? It does, does it depend on... I don't know. He said it would be clear, but I have no fucking idea. Why... Why didn't he let us be able to morph? Yeah, seriously, what the fuck? I want to be a. I want to be. I want to do things that animals do. Anyway, we need to figure out what the Elamist meant. What do we? We there's something we have to do to change the future. He said it would be clear, and it's not clear yet. Do you think this means we're going to get visited by him more? Well, would, it would certainly be awesome if he'd come right now. Because I have some questions. I said, right now. Like a good anyway. neighbor, Elemis is there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That was brilliant, and it didn't work. It didn't work. That was that was my last-ditch effort. I got nothing. Well, what do you want to do now? I'll just talk about the future. Let's talk about Futurama. I love Futurama. Just the facts. Futurama is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening. It first aired on Fox March 1999 and is centered around a well-meaning yet unintelligent man named Philip Fry who was accidentally frozen for a thousand years. The show has had an interesting run being canceled in 2003 and subsequently gaining a big fan following with reruns on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. This led to four feature-length animated movies to close the series. In turn, it really gave the series new life being picked back up by Comedy Central. However, after four more years, it has now been canceled again. June 19th, 2013 will mark the start of the second half of Futurama's official last season. And I guess the finale is airing on September 4th. Close. But Matt Groening said he'll try to take it to another network. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want it to end yet. And I who knows? Why Comedy Central's? That's so weird because they had Low such ratings. a good relationship. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. That sucks because Fox fucking hated Futurama. They, they compared it. Hated it. They compared, they compared it, it to, to Hitler. Yes. <laughs> they, it <laughs> always goes to Hitler. Quote from Fox: Futurama is like Hitler. No, I'm just well, because you know, anytime you bring up Hitler, that's automatic end to the yeah, argument. Conversation is <laughs> over. When we it goes win. To You're Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> no, but I guess they compared the ratings from the first season on Fox to this past season, and it went from twenty point three million viewers down to like 1.7 like nobody's been watching it on comedy central yeah so that sucks i mean it's in a weird time slot how was their relationship with like adult swim it was pretty good they did they just ran until the contract ended and they just ne- never renewed it okay i'm totally down for it to continue i don't know like honestly at this point i almost feel comfortable saying that like i like the i like futurama better than the simpsons um i definitely like the episodes of futurama now better than the episodes of simpsons now yeah, without a question. Yeah, that's without a doubt. It's And that's writing. There's a lot more to do with the future when you can just make anything happen. Well, I mean, what about comparing the best Futurama episodes to the best Simpsons episodes? Oh, no doubt, Simpsons. 
But I mean, I'm talking. These are episodes from 1996. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> to, it's amazing how great Futurama has gotten. That like, yeah, just. The fact that it's a series that was able to uncancel itself. That's crazy. Yeah. So how many times? <laughs> now twice. <laughs> so who else has done that other than Family, family guy, guy? That's it. Yeah. I feel like that's it. Uh, I didn't really development go in. Now, yeah. But they've only Arrested done it once. Initially, Comedy Central had what they bought the rights to the syndication after they aired on uh, Cartoon Network. They had planned for the four movies to be cut up, like how they did, how they made them into separate episodes, like three-parters. Which I was never a fan of. And they were expecting to make that. Ever since Comedy Central picked them up when their contract went out with Cartoon Network, they had just planned on making the last four animated movies into like three-part episodes. Well, they did, didn't they? They did, yes. And they, But and the plan was to just have that be the close to the series. That was like a whole season. That's like technically yeah. season five or something now. Just I didn't it think be- it was separated into that. I counted season five as a different season. I'm pretty sure it's technically season five is considered those movies. The movies? I just figured, oh, they're movies, but they got chopped up. Same thing with the Family Guy movie. Dude, that pissed me off. I, I went out and bought that movie back when I was a fan of Family Guy, and I really don't like it much anymore, but... uh. I went out and bought that fucking Stewie Griffin story movie, and then a week later they fucking aired on TV and like three different. And when I'm watching it, I'm like, this just feels like three different episodes. And then it's aired as three different episodes, and I'm like, you fuckers. It did feel like three separate episodes. The difference with the Futurama one is it felt like one movie. Oh yeah, those were. It was like it was definitely those were great. But it's so. How does why is why do you think Futurama is still funny and The Simpsons isn't? It's not as old and. Besides that, I don't know because creator, the voice, the voice actors for both are still great, all great. You think the characters um, of The Simpsons have just been—they've done it all. I feel yeah. like because you're comparing 140 episodes to like, and Futurama is a whole different take too. It's so continuity heavy. Yeah, there's a lot more continuity. Simpsons keeps continuity, like the continuity thing. Like, do you know the whole deal with like Nibbler's shadow? What, dude? Okay, you know how Nibbler was responsible for Fry being sent in the future. Yeah, Nibbler wanted because Fry had to take had care, to of take care of the brains. Yeah, so they had Nibbler went back in time and he he blew and like pushed Fry into the freezing machine. Oh, you could see Nibbler's in, shadow in, in episode, episode one, one. You can see yep, his shadow. You can there. And like they planned that on was that thirty something, thirty five episodes or something before two seasons. Was, yeah, it was two whole seasons before. That was the first episode they had. Maybe even if they didn't have the whole thing planned, they at least had the foresight to like. But that's it. it was very clearly Nibbler's shadow. That's insane. Well, and, when uh, they were developing the, in the beginning, because it, it was just it was basically just Matt Groening and David Cohen brainstorming mm-hmm. and they talked like how they had basically laid they just couldn't once they started they couldn't stop and they just laid out a bunch oh, of yeah. episodes like basically like pop plot lines <laughs> well dude it even gets further than that like in the 61st episode there's a flashback to when he gets sent in the future um i think that was uh the episode with his dog yep jurassic park uh, yeah there's an extra shadow there in that episode and then three or four episodes later is when fry finds out and he goes back in time to try to stop nibbler but then changes his mind about it so you're seeing fry and nibbler's shadow like four or five episodes before he right. travels back to so cool that is that's <laughs> that is really cool do you know where the name of the show comes from? It was an, like an exhibit in the 1930s somewhere, the World's Fair. Yeah, 
which is pretty interesting. I don't know. What was the guy's name here? Uh, Norman Bell Geddes designed it, what he imagined the world would look like in 1959. This was the 1939 World's Fair. Yeah. Well, I mean... That was I 20 know. years into the future. Yeah, 20 <laughs> years, but it's... I don't know. It was all... Uh, you, like, got in a plane, and it simulated a flight through the city, but, of course, it was just on a track. There was... Like, 14-lane automated highways with... There was uh, 50,000 motor cars on these highways. There was 500,000, like, individually designed buildings. There was, like, a million trees in this whole, you know, model, like, city that he had created. Okay. And like, were there actually a million there. trees? Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess. That's, that's a lot of trees. It's insane. Yeah. I was reading this like, what? But anyway, that's not important. What's important, we're talking about Futurama. Few. They had a couple different names when they were starting it up. What was it like? Welcome to Doomville. Aloha Mars. Aloha Mars. Yeah, Fox didn't like that very much, I guess. Aloha Mars. That would have been an awful name for it. Even Doomsville, like, I don't know. I think it would have given the wrong impression about the show. Yeah, exactly. Futurama is the perfect name. Yeah, it really is. So do you know about the whole uh, different languages thing, too? Like the two languages they invented? The In the alien languages? Yeah, there's alienese, and then there's some other language. I don't think it has Martian, a name. ancient Martian, because yep. they they had that in a few of the episodes. Ancient Martian language. I and... don't think. I think these are just you see them in the background, and there's all sorts of like whether it's warning labels on stuff yeah. or graffiti or like yeah. Well, no, just you see them everywhere and in like, the background. Yeah, like the I've ma- seen alienese them. is just a simple like cipher. Like one character is replaced with a different Latin character, and you can translate them all and then the other one you actually do like some mathematical like addition formula to translate it and like they all translate and it looks weird looks like weird symbols yeah uh on all the dvds when you switch you know when you switch from highlighting like play episode uh scene selection special features like it'll flash like that language on there, so that's I, th- I always thought that's pretty cool, oh, but I never cool. under really. I was just like, oh yeah, it's just alien. Can, I'm sure it was just an alien language a, uh, translation key on right. I'm sure I know you can. I've seen them. But yeah, I didn't know like they actually took time. I thought they just kind of put whatever. You know about the fucking mathematical formula that one of the writers invented? No, like a bunch of the writers, I'm sure you know, have like PhDs in physics and shit. The episode where they all get body swapped and okay, you, once love that episode. Yeah, you can't like the same pair of people cannot swap bodies more than once right right so they created an entire mathematical formula to get all of them back in their own bodies is an it's just this huge it takes up the whole chalkboard it's an actual mathematical formula that one of the writers created that actually solves the problem that's just that's awesome isn't it because i remember watching the episode and being like how are they going to do it how are they going to swap perfectly to get back into their bodies and they did I don't know how yeah. they managed to do it. Uh, the geniuses. Well, you know, by just swapping, swapping, swapping until eventually, right? Until it, it gets yeah. to the right and one. Jesus. But and, yeah, no. I guess they didn't just come out and say that. I think somebody like paused it, looked at the thing, like some math major or whatever, and was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! This is an actual working formula that <laughs> solves this problem. So cool!" And it works too. Whenever they do, they always do. That makes that makes sense because they do time travel so well. In, all, in the episodes they use that in. Yeah, and Futurama does it well. They're always big on paradox corrections. One little tiny, tiny bit of trivia that I think is really cool is that The Simpsons was a show in Futurama, and Futurama was a show in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. 
there's a scene where they're like, it's Matt Groening, creator of Futurama in The Simpsons. Yep, on The Simpsons. And <laughs> yeah. in Futurama, they went. They went to a dirt, uh, a giant ball of garbage in space, and they found Bart Simpson dolls yeah, and yeah, paraphernalia. Yeah. Which is weird. How does that work? And if you think about it, that really doesn't... Because then there's no reason that Fry... If Fry watched The, the Simpsons, Simpsons, there's no reason that it would tip him off, because if all he had to go off was there's a scene where they said, hey, it's Matt Groening, creator of Futurama. Wait, that happened after 2000, so he's already frozen. But even if he had seen it, okay, but there you go. He, already, he didn't. <laughs> he but didn't. what does the word Futurama mean to Fry? Nothing. No. And they don't actually show clips of Futurama on The Simpsons. So, But if Futurama is a show on The Simpsons, that means that it's conceivable that Bart Simpson could watch that episode of Futurama and see them having Bart Simpson dolls. And what the fuck would, would that end reality? Would we like? Would me and you be blinked out of reality right here? In if the Bart Simpson room, noticed that, if they did an episode where Bart Simpson <laughs> noticed, I think it would be when they're writing it. They're writing it, and suddenly reality, <laughs> everything just and stops. Matt Groening and David Cohen just look at each other, like, "No, reality just starts." <laughs> well, apparently, the Elemist is more worried about the robot uprising than he is about Bart Simpson seeing himself as a doll in an episode of Futurama and that undoing reality for everyone. Do you hear that, Elmist? Or, I don't know, I think I'd rather be blinked out of existence than uh, a head in a jar, head in a jar being a slave. To robots, jeez. Talking about creating the show and stuff like that, I did want to talk a little about the voice acting and some of the actors there and just, like, how crazy, you know, it is. First off, Billy West. Fucking awesome. Fantastic. The fact that he's not only Philip J. Fry, he's also Professor Farnsworth, he's Zap Brannigan, and he's Dr. Zoidberg. Those are four pretty different characters. You can kind of see the resemblance between Fry and Farnsworth, just an old Fry, kind of. You can hear his voice plenty of other places, too. Like, I, I hear him all the time. Various, yeah. He does the Red M&M, too. Uh, was originally yep. John Lovitz, and then he took his place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was John yeah. Lovitz. You didn't, John Lovitz. When you're a kid, you're like, I don't know who the fuck John Lovitz is. But, uh, <laughs> he was the critic. Yeah, you look back and you're like, holy shit, that's John Lovitz. When you're a kid, it's just the red M&M. <laughs> Nobody does his voice. He's a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, he lives. He's real. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically everybody on the show that's the main cast does a bunch of different voices throughout the show of just random side characters and stuff, smaller characters. Uh, the only one that doesn't is yeah, Katie Seagal. Yeah. So Katie, Katie Seagal is the only one that doesn't do a lot of different voices. Uh, she only does Leela, as we all know. Everybody's favorite Cyclops, purple-haired Cyclops. Which is awesome. And, and of course, we all grew up watching her on Married with Children. Peg Bundy, and now on Sons of Anarchy. But you could tell with the actors and the characters, just like there's great chemistry between all of them. You know, whether it's them hating oh on God, Zoidberg. Yes. You know, it's basically, you think about it, it's Billy West hating on himself <laughs> a lot of times. As Farnsworth. Fuck, the characters are so great. Like, the funny, I think the funniest moments in that show boil down into two categories really, really smart jokes and just character based shit. The stuff the characters yeah, say just or random the way they interact things are with do. each other. And that's just, that's them, you know? Yes. Like, especially like all like the random quips by Zoidberg, just, you know, like, hooray, recognition. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, even Fry, the main character, but he's so. And. You might think he play like at first it might seem kind of like oh he plays the straight man but no like there's so much character and just little no. things like <laughs> you, we could go on for days about all the greatness between them. Another thing is the the connection between Fry and Leela from the first episode 
all the way to the last and like how you could tell that with the animated movies they were trying to make it final because they finally got together there at the end yeah and they're like we got one last chance let's not yep, let's let's do this and then you know and then they kind of had them on and again off again after that but on they Comedy did it Central. good like they actually played them after that they were like all right we've already had it let's move on from yeah. here rather than just acting like it didn't happen and right they, right yeah they did it well it felt like the characters were progressing not like okay well now that we got another season let's keep the status quo and then what's the guy's name that does uh, Bender? John DiMaggio. Yeah. I always want to say Joe DiMaggio because the baseball player. But... <laughs> That'd be nuts. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio does Bender. John DiMaggio is Bender Bending Rodriguez. I cannot roll ours. Excellent character. Fantastic character. And it's funny because in the beginning, you know, it's just like, oh, it's a foul mouth robot. He he has a well, lot like of all the characters. deep you know, character thing. Yeah, things. they've evolved and they've grown and developed. That's the word I'm looking Development. for. Development. Absolutely. You know, they had this, like, the whole robot culture. It's a whole separate culture that they have in their own universe, you know, so they have two different cultures going on in New New York mm-hmm. at one time and it's just, you know, crazy. They have they have the robot preacher and then, so they have robot heaven and then the robot devil. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then you also have Kiff Croker, you know, Zap Brannigan's number one guy or basically piece of shit. <laughs> The character? Yeah, the character. He's, he's pretty cool. He's done by Maurice LaMarche, and he does a lot of other, of the smaller characters on there. Uh, he does Morbo, too. Uh, he the did, news guy? Yep. Yeah. He did uh, the Fat Naked, one of the Fat Naked Aliens, or I think two of them, on, in uh, Bender's Big Score. <laughs> Zep Brannigan's done a lot of Fat Naked Aliens. He had Snoo Snoo. <laughs> Phil Lamar does a lot of voices on Phil the Lamar show, does, too. yep. Hermes Conrad and... Well, all these wonderful voice actors for all these wonderful characters lead us perfectly right into our next segment. Craig? I've been looking at this piece of paper here, trying to figure out what it is. Get your brain ready, sir. He would not let me prepare for this, so he just said there's a game and it's trivia-based. Yes, I didn't want you to know exactly what you were preparing for. All my foreknowledge, so if I do really shitty... Wow, I look like an awful fanboy, and if I do great, yeah, that's right. I'm that nerdy. Well, there's not a doubt in my mind that you know some of these. A few of these, I know you know. At least one or two of these, I'm certain you know. And uh, the rest of them, we'll just have to see. Uh, This is a character-based trivia game. Here's the deal. Craig has a list of 11 characters. Each of these 11 characters has two spots underneath their name. Those 11 characters are Philip J. Fry, Tarangalila... Bender Bending Rodriguez, Hubert J. Farnsworth, Hermes Conrad, John A. Zoidberg, Amy Wong, Scruffy, Zap Brannigan. The janitor? No, Zap Brannigan's not the janitor. Scruffy. Yeah, Scruffy's the janitor. (laughs) Mom, Slurms McKenzie. Slurms McKenzie made the list. Yes. Such an impactful character for one episode. (laughs) Um, He lived and he died a hero. A party like hero. Party. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to be listing character facts. Each character fact is attributed to one of those characters, and only one. Every one of those characters has two facts that are attributed to them, except for two characters. Two characters out of those 11 are red herrings, and they do not have any facts. Wow. So you threw in, yep, just, just throw-offs. Yes, two of them. Only two. Entire characters. Two characters have nothing. We'll see. So, yeah, I'm going to read off these facts, and you're going to put them in there. You have three lifelines that you can use. Will you tell me if I'm wrong? 
Like as, not till as the we end. go, not till not the till end. end. Um, it's at the end because here's your lifelines. Tricky. Uh, I would like to phone a friend right now. <laughs> your lifelines are <laughs> there's no phone a friend. I want to phone Matt Groening. <laughs> yeah, I want to phone <laughs> Matt Groening. <laughs> hey Matt, what's up? <laughs> it's me, Craig. <laughs> Playing this little game. <laughs> you know our podcast, right? <laughs> I'm sure you listen to us. You subscribe on iTunes. You're a fan of us on Facebook.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. I've seen it. All right. Your first lifeline, and you you can use these lifelines in any order, but you can only use each of them once. First lifeline, ask for a hint. I don't have any hints planned up, so I'll have to think of it on the spot. But that's one lifeline. You can ask for a hint. Second lifeline, if you have already written down a fact under a character's name, and I ask you one fact, and you're like, oh shit, that's that character. But I've already got two there. Even if you don't have two there, it doesn't matter. Even if you only have one, and maybe you realized you made a mistake, you want to use it for that reason. Basically, your second lifeline is you can take an older trivia fact that you've already attributed to a character, move it somewhere else, and you can put this one in its place. So if I say, this fact is, this character used to be his own grandfather, and you're like... Oh, well, that's obviously Fry. Oh, man. Not, this, this one's I take not it on that one's not on the list. No. Then you're like, oh, but I already have two answers for Fry. Obviously, one of them must be wrong. So you'll be like, okay, I'm going to put this in its place and then move this one over here, et cetera, et cetera. So I only get one move, one shift. You can only do that once, yes. So once I write it down, it's written down. I can't final answer. Gotcha. Yes. yes. Lifeline number three. You can skip that one and come back to it at any other point in the game. So you can be like, I want to wait on this one. Narrow down the chances a little bit, you know? Okay, now would that come back at random, or would it come back when it you cycles can, back choose. through? You can be like, I want, to, I want to answer that now, and if you don't ever choose, then we'll get to it at the end. Okay. Well, I feel like I got these rules down. I'm kind of impatient. I'm getting excited. All right, word. I don't have a preset order for these. Now, most of these questions are going to be in-world things. Not things to do with the not creation meta. of it. They're not meta, but there are a couple that are. There are a couple that are, and most of these also don't rule out other characters, but I believe there are two that mention other characters' names. So those two, it will make it immediately obvious that it's not that, it's not that character. So I'm going to start with one of those. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. This character... Got their job by having the same blood type as Professor Farnsworth. Um, same blood type. That's gotta be Amy. Alright. You don't have to write the whole thing. Just write, like, same blood type. And this might be one of those that I might use a shift on later down the road. Alright. Because there's only one other person I would I would narrow it down to between him and Hermes. Did you just call Amy a him? I accidentally did. Okay, go ahead. All right. The next one is, this character is unable to feel physical pain. Uh, gee. I think I would have to go with Bender. Final answer. All right. This character was originally intended to be voiced by Phil Hartman. Like, I feel like, I want to say Zap Brannigan because he kind of sounds like Zap Brannigan. But there was another character that they had a different voice for, like a total, like they thought would have, it's either the Professor, Zap, or Bender. 
I feel like I can cross Zap out because that's too obvious. Uh, Bender and the Professor were characters that had different choices. I mean, Fry did too, but I remember distinctly which one no. Fry's first choice was. Some of these questions, I'm kind of a dick because some of these questions are obvious, and some of these questions are meant to sound obvious, but you think about it for a minute and you're like, oh, wait, no. So, And it won't be till the end until I realized if this one was one of those obvious ones or dick obvious ones. <laughs> I'm, You know what? Fuck, that got to my head. I'm going to go you know with Zap Brannigan. How many questions are there in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? 16. There's 22 questions in this. Maybe we can add another lifeline. No? Yes? No? Yes, sure. No, I'll no. take a fourth. You're like, I'll take, right <laughs> I'll take lifelines. Right. There... We'll say the fourth lifeline is you can ask if you're right before you actually answer. But you can only do that once. Oh. That's a cool lifeline. That right? is a pretty cool lifeline. I like that. So you got ask if you're right, ask for a hint, hold off to another time, or replace another answer and move it to a different place. I'm going to go with Zap Brand again. All right. Write it down. I'm going to hate myself if I'm wrong. I'm like all of these. <laughs> this character's eyes have never been seen on screen. This character's eyes, plural. <laughs> Are you asking if it's Leela? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> if that's a throw, if that's like a... No, I'm not a that pun. much of a dick. And <laughs> okay. there was an episode where you saw both of her eyes. I shouldn't even be answering your questions like that, but no, I'm not that much of a dick to say it's Leela. Okay, now I know this one is not Slurms McKenzie because I saw his eyes. They were okay. bloodshot. <laughs> he was partying way too hard. <laughs> oh. The professor just hit me because his glasses are super thick. Yeah, your final answer? That's my final answer. All right, I write it down. This character is immune to any psychic attacks. Psychic attacks. Uh, hmm. We're going to go with Philip J. Fry there. All righty. There was even an excellent episode explaining how and why that tied into another episode. Again, brilliant continuity. <laughs> this character was originally going to be named Curtis. Curtis? Curtis. I think on this one I want to use a lifeline. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to say Hermes Conrad and ask if I'm right. You are not right. That actually does help. I'm sad that? about that. This would be a total guess on my part. Yeah. I'm still going to go with Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> Final answer. No. Okay. Yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> um, see, because Curtis just seems like such... Floods. Final answer. You've seen that, right? Floods. The guy who blew it on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in, uh, on the first question. They were like, surge protectors are used to protect your house from what? A, floods. floods. B, electric. He's like, A, floods. Final answer. And she just <laughs> looks at him. She's like, I'm are so sorry. Sure? <laughs> she just says, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, no. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you said final answer. Oh, shame, man. I'm trying to think if Curtis would be like, you know, the main name that they would call him if it was just like, you know, how Fry is Philip Fry, if it was just Curtis Fry. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I am going to go with Zoidberg. 
Final answer? Yes. All right, write it down. This character has a tattoo that cannot be picked up on our primitive 20th century television sets. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read the list. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Amy Wong. Final answer? Yeah. All right, write it down. While we're on the subject of tattoos, this character has a Thug Life tattoo on his back. Ha ha ha. Amazing. Uh, that would be the professor. Yeah, I got a little ink. So what? And remember, you still have three lifelines left. This character regularly wears a girdle. I believe it was the man who had Snoo Snoo. Zap Brannigan. All right. This character owns more stock in Planet Express than any of the other one than anybody else. Uh, you thought the shares were worthless. He was using them as toilet paper. That's <laughs> my best Jeremy Simpson. I'm gonna go with Doctor <laughs> Zoidberg. All right, write it down. I believe he sold them for a sandwich. <laughs> this character holds the trademark on the phrase "screen door." Holds the trademark on the phrase screen door. Yes. I feel like that's a mom thing. <laughs> All right. Write it down. If that's your final answer. That is my final answer. I feel like she's the only one on this list that can actually own trademarks on things. <laughs> <laughs> this character is the oldest of all the featured characters. I wonder if this is a trick question. Does Fr I wonder if Fry's thousand year nap counts as aged thousand years. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a hint. All right. My hint is that, yes, things like that do count. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> I'm going to go with Philip J. Fry. All right. Is there a final answer? Yes. Write it down. So there goes my lifeline, right? Yes. You I've used, used the two. lifeline. So now you have two left. You can replace an older one and move that older one to a different place and put the current one in its place. And you can skip one and come back to it at any time if you'd like to narrow it down a little bit more. So far, I have open Tarangalila, Scruffy, Slurms McKenzie, and Hermes Conrad. Are any of them full on your paper? Fry, Farnsworth, which I probably shouldn't didn't need the lifeline to narrow that down <laughs> for me. Uh, Zap and Amy. Oh, and Zoidberg. Okay. This character has several dozen illegitimate children. Several dozen illegitimate children. I am going to go with mom. All right. Write it down if it's your final answer. Still thinking? Well, because I know the three, and I know one was Farnsworth's, another was Warnstrom's. I don't know if that counts towards several dozen. <laughs> Does three, are you asking me if three counts as several dozen? No, I'd be happy not, to answer I'm that not, question for I'm you. I'm not actually asking that question. I'm <laughs> trying to think if there were any other mentions of it or if it would go with Bender. So, yeah, I feel like I'm going to make my final answer Bender. All right, write it down. This character is voiced by the same person who voices Tinny Tim. That's the character. It's like, oh, sir. He's always hanging out with Bender. He's following Bender, the little robot orphan. Yeah, he's like Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim orphan. Yeah, with the crutch. Yeah. I feel like that's a female character. It's a female act actress. <laughs> well, all actresses, I guess, would be female. <laughs> so, 
sense. That one I'm going to go with mom, final answer. All right. This character is the only known being to be deemed good by Robot Santa Claus. Now remember, oh, you have eight spots left free. But remember, two of those characters are going to be completely free. So there's only four more facts, that means. Right. Oh. (laughs) I need to use a lifeline. Which one? You want to hold off until later? No, I'm going to use the shift. All right. Which which answer are you going to move where first? I'm going to move my answer for Zoidberg about his name originally being Curtis. Okay, so you're going to say you're going to say that this one is Zoidberg? Yeah. Okay. And I'm moving the Curtis down to Scruffy. Okay. So Scruffy was originally named Curtis, and Zoidberg is the only one who was ever named good by Santa Claus. Yeah, cuz I I feel like that was I'm trying to remember the scene when, where he's like pointing out how bad all of them are and I feel like he I feel like it was Zoidberg he looked at and like he gave him a present. <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you. You're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're good, here's a ball in a cup. So apparently there is three facts left. This character has appeared completely nude on screen, uncensored. Hermes. Uncensored. Yeah, but... I mean, it's either that or seeing boobs, <laughs> or or there's or Slurms McKenzie's other one, <laughs> which I don't remember. I'm taking his clothes off, his shirt off. <laughs> oh man, I can't do it because now yeah, I know there's it's a better. chance. It's already been yeah. There's a chance you've already filled it out. I filled it out. I yeah. And shit, you just used that lifeline. Apparently, I missed two. All right, so just <laughs> put it two. somewhere. You have to put it somewhere. I have to put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like a dolphin. And if you get that shame on you, <laughs> you shouldn't be into marine biology that much. Nobody should. <laughs> if you hate whales, why are you a marine biologist? <laughs> I don't know you well enough to get into that. Calls him like I sees him. Remember, whale biologist. <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know, would I just be able to put it into something that I know is not going to be filled, or something like that? Or that sure. I don't think it would be filled? Or you can just hold off? But I'll you, just, that I mean, would be my... using the lifeline, yeah. yeah. Use the lifeline. Um. Which could be a good strategy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold off. could not be a good strategy. I'm going to hold off. I All feel right. like I can get the last two. Sure. Why not? So there's only two left. This character once worked as a roadie for the Beastie Boys. Scruffy. All right. Write it down. Final answer. So now there's one left and then my other one? No, there's just one more left. What no, the one I one? skipped. Oh, yeah. Um, By the way, no more lifelines. This character is named after both a Doctor Who character and a color. Leela. All righty. And, of course, the last one. Wait, did you say Dr. Who or Dr. Seuss? <laughs> I said Dr. Who. Okay. I, I'm sticking with my answer. Okay. <laughs> um, And the last one was the one that appeared nude. Yeah. 
So you just write it wherever you're saying. Wherever. All right. So wherever who, I had my last who do you one. have flagged as the red herrings? I have Hermes Conrad and Slurms McKenzie. I will give you this, sir. You successfully identified the red herrings. Yes. So shake your hand on that. Good job on that, man. I was um, able to pinpoint those ones down. And yeah, that's awesome. Um, that. You you right off the bat caught the eyes one. That was why Slurms McKenzie was on the list was specifically to For mislead that question. you. Uh, whose eyes? I'll be honest seen? with you. I just watched Fry in the Slurm Factory two days ago, so that was fresh in my memory. There you go. Seeing as he's a, I'm tired, man. So you got both the red herrings are worth four. So now we'll go down the list. Philip J. Fry. What facts did you have for Philip J. Fry? I had that he was the oldest crew member. And that he was able to avoid psychic attacks. Well, let's go Philip J. Fry. He is immune to psychic attacks, so you can go ahead and give yourself a point for that. Unfortunately, he is not the oldest character, though. The other fact was he was the one who was originally going to be called Curtis. Oh. See, I thought about that. I, I feel like I was, in, I was like, or was They it? changed his name out of Curtis. respect to Phil Hartman. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Named after Phil Hartman. So he is not the oldest, huh? So next, Tarangalila. Tarangalila, uh, her name was based off a color in a Doctor Who character. Correct. Give yourself a point for that, sir. The Leela in many languages or variations of it means purple, like her hair. Like her hair. And one of the doctors had an assistant named Leela. And the other one I had was a throwaway. I know this one's already wrong. She did not appear nude. <laughs> and I know that that's Bender, but I couldn't use. <laughs> yes, the other one, and this one's going to shock you. Leela has several dozen illegitimate children. Leela does? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm hating myself for that one. I really that, am. That was a good one, though, right? That really was, because it wasn't just one child. It was a whole mess of the little uh, tadpoles. And you're automatically going to think somebody like Bender, maybe it's going to be... Bender, Mom. Um, I thought that might have been like a, a scruffy one. <laughs> just like, yeah. You know, because yeah. you don't really know much about Yeah, them. even Mom. But you're not going to think Leela. But, yep. No, definitely not. That was a good one. Okay, so next, I guess we're going to move on to Bender bending Rodriguez, who obviously doesn't have... Uh, dozens of illegitimate children, but I also wrote that he was unable to feel physical pain. That one, I'm sorry, sir, you are incorrect. I'm very interested to know the answer to that one. I I mean, I I feel like I've heard every single character say, ow, at least once. Well, you'll find out soon enough who can't feel pain. God damn it. I'm disappointed that I missed all the Bender ones. Bender, my good friend, is the oldest of all the featured characters. His time traveling made him older than anybody else in the universe. Because he lived multiple, multiple years. Yep. That's even worse. And of course, like you said, he's appeared nude on screen, completely uncensored. He is the oldest. Now, here was my question, too. Has Zoidberg appeared nude on screen? He has an exoskeleton. That's why I was starting to think, no, he hasn't. Yes, he has. Or yeah, he has. He has. He's he's shed the exoskeleton, and why must it be a crustacean in okay. love? He went to the completely nude beach. So this is, um, but like, there's no like you know penis or anything. Like like his stomach still. hangs down over his crotch, but he's completely nude. That's yeah. So, uh... but I mean, like a lot of the cast members have like, but you know, they're whatever is like covered, not yeah. by like something. I guess random, I guess but... I should have thought that that one out better because maybe even you've seen somebody from behind and only seen their butt, but that still counts. Yeah, like. like I, I do apologize. 
you can call shenanigans on that one. I because they haven't fully. Nude. I'll give you a point for that uh, one because I fucked up on that. So give yourself an extra point for the one that I fucked up on. That's not that wasn't fair. Yay! Um, I've seen because I've seen Hermes from the backside full on. I've yeah, seen when you said Hermes, I was like, Fry, oh, fuck, I mean, there, I mean, there was a whole movie where they all went to a nude beach, so. like that that wasn't i thought i was like their arm was covering their boobs or you know like fry's leg was up and covering you know where his where his dick would be fair enough that was an ill-prepared trivia and it seems like so far the ones i have gotten wrong have all been with the ones i've also already know i've gotten wrong so far so things are looking up millhouse um so you got seven out of what was it Seven out of ten so far. We're seven out of twenty-two in all so far. All right. Um, next on to Hubert J. Farnsworth, I put that they never seen his eyes. Correct, sir. And the Thug Life tat. Correct, sir. Nailed Farnsworth. Nailed Farnsworth. <laughs> uh, next was just Hermes like mom. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to John A. Zoidberg. Alrighty. Probably the worst and best uh, medical physician doctor. Ever. Such a great character. I love Zoidberg. I love Zoidberg as well. Zoidberg is unable to feel physical pain, sir. Really? Yes. So that means I know he has the the stock. Uh, No, sir. Zoidberg does not own more stock. Scruffy! (laughs) Scruffy! Yep. Scruffy. Yep, yep. Zoidberg is unable to feel physical pain, and you were correct that he is the only person deemed good by Robot Santa Claus. He gave him a present, right? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember what the present was, but he was like, hooray! Okay, so I got one for being good. (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself a point for being good. Extra points, extra points. Uh, Farfanugan, I can't... Oh, the stock. I even made the stupid quote, too. That was a direct quote from the thing. And then, I, then, like, as soon as you said he does not have stock, the most stock, I was like, Scruffy believes in this company. <laughs> <laughs> that was immediately, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Scruffy's your favorite character, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's my favorite uh, side character, oh, not non-main character. character. My favorite character is Zoidberg. I thought so. I, I thought Scruffy was, but was, I thought Scruffy, was. Scruffy's... Um, He's definitely above a lot of some of the main characters for me, just but and that's saying a lot as a side character that doesn't show up all the time. Scruffy's awesome. <laughs> He's kind of like Butters. He was there for a while, and his hair changed colors a couple times. Yeah, and he didn't speak for a while. Butters was there from the first episode in South Park, but he never spoke for a couple seasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So who's next? Uh, next, Amy Wong. We have Amy Wong. All right. What do you got for Amy Wong? I have that she's the same blood type as the professor. Yes, sir. That's how she got her job. And I also have that she has the on, the tattoo that can't be seen by primitive televisions. There you go, sir. Give yourself two points. Got Amy. Nailed it. You nailed Amy. Um, moving on to Scruffy. I have that he was the roadie for the Beastie Boys. Yes, sir. And the other thing I had for Scruffy was his name was Curtis, so that's wrong. What was correct was that he had more stock. Yes, of course. Um, down on to Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan, what do you got? I have that he was originally supposed to be voiced by Phil Hartman. Yes, sir. And I have that he always wears a girdle. Yep, you got that one too. Okay, this, this is getting better now. That it's t- down to I feel like I got those last two right too. Then, if that's the case, 
uh, mom. She trademarked Screen Door. Yes, sir. And she was the voice of Tinny Tim. Bam, there you go. Tress McNeil, you are amazing. <laughs> you so, know her name? Yes. You didn't look it up on your phone while I wasn't looking? No. Good for you. Tress <laughs> McNeil? Yeah, she's awesome. There you go, sir. Um, So I feel like the end score was 17 out of what? 22? 22, good. 17 out of 22. I would 22. say that's uh, five points. pretty that's, modest. Yeah, that's damn good. And you pinpointed both the red flag or the red herrings. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That'd be fun. This was a fun game. It was very challenging. I'll tell you that. Like there was a lot of them that was like, uh the last season. Okay, so we've talked a lot about Futurama and it's kind of like a fond farewell to it in a way, I would say. You know, one more season. Hopefully it gets picked back up again and then it could be, you know, the king of staying you know, you can't kill it. it just keeps coming back. It'd be great, like fucking Jason Voorhees. Just Yes. It is a zombie wearing a hockey mask. Uh, but there are some things that I want to see before they, you know, say goodbye in this last season. Um, there are three things that I narrowed down that I really want them to do for the final half of the season. And number one is I want one final anthology of interest. It seems like every year, you know, they do like something where they do the three shorts, kind of okay. like The Simpsons, you know, Trios of Horrors. Yeah. In the second season, they had an kind of like the one where they he built the machine where they could run simula- simulations run of like yeah, what would happen if the what if machine? Yes, right? that kinda was like that, that was right? one of the anthology yeah. of interests. I think that was uh, the first one, and okay. you know that's great. I love those. Uh, it gives them chance to a chance to even spread out further and like you know kill the people, kill characters off and stuff like that. For the second thing, I want to see in the first season they went to the bot planet. In the episode Fear of Bot Planet. Okay. And, you know, it was all robots were scared of humans, hated humans. They would kill them on sight, you know, destroy all humans and that whole jazz. If you landed on the planet, you were killed on sight. And then at the end, they ended up giving them the nuts, and that was the reason why they hated humans. Because they didn't have the nuts and bolts. Okay. That they were supposed to be delivered to them, and they finally didn't. They're like, oh, praise the humans, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I would love to see a return to the Bot Planet. Okay, and they see like how things have changed. The they haven't. Season? They haven't. Interesting. So I think that would be pretty cool to see somewhere. And then the third one, um, I was gonna pick just one specific character, but then I kind of copped out. So they're like return of few of like some of the minor characters that are just like amazing, like Roberto the crazy robot. Um, I did originally think I wanted to see a Zuzu, but now I don't think it would work that well because who was that again? The giant like gargoyle creature that randomly showed up a couple times like and saved their lives uh it was in the one where they went to the pool to make them old again and azuzu pulled everybody out maybe and then uh and then for for saving their lives the professor freed azuzu you know and at the end it was like azuzu's on a perch with his son and he's like and that was how i got my freedom He's just he's just a really cool character. He's been in a few of the episodes. Then he came back in oh, whoa, The Beast with a Billion that. Backs. Is it Puzuzu? Um, maybe. I've never seen it spelled. It sounds yeah, like he's saying just, Azuzu. I just looked online. It's Pazuzu, like uh, the demon from uh, The Exorcist. Oh. That was the demon in The Exorcist? Its name was Pazuzu, yeah. He came back in A Beast with a Billion Backs and broke out Farnsworth and Warnstrom from jail and he said he came back and he said you had one wish left oh shit and he's like a thank you pazuzu (laughs) 
Uh, but I mean, I thought it'd be cool to see him again, but you really don't need it because like he came, he came back and they even explained why he came back the last time. It'd just be shoehorning it in at that point, I think. Yeah. So I left that away. But the big one is I want to see uh, Gunter. He was in season one. He was the monkey. The oh, yeah. yeah highly yeah, yeah, intelligent yeah. monkey. Of course. And then, you know, as the episode went on, he cracked the hat that gave him the super intelligence so he could have medium intelligence. <laughs> and he just wanted to go to business school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he disappointed Farnsworth, and he just walked away into the sunset, you know. And that was just, that was that. I want to see Gunter back. I want to know, you know, what business he's he's like taking into a conglomerate, maybe yeah, rival cool. mom or something, in, <laughs> in like one of the businesses. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. So those those are basically the things I want to see out of this last final season. Maybe meek to some, but to me, it would mean the world. And. uh if it is the last episode, let's get an ending. And yes, when the series please. ends, I like an ending. And Futurama's been good with that. They've given us so many endings already. But I feel like it's up, possible but... that since this is part two of season seven, they were already most of them were already made. Yeah. So who knows? And like, because they had scheduled one more season, an eighth season that didn't get, and that was supposed to be the final one. So maybe I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Well, that just about wraps our episode up. You got a recommendation for the people, Rick? I do. Um, okay, a few days ago, we had the season finale of Game of Thrones. Season three, season finale. Okay. And that is my recommendation. Not season three, just the show in general. If you haven't seen it, any of it, get on that. It's probably some of the best drama on television. It's an HBO show. If you um, haven't heard of Game of Thrones, what the fuck? Yeah, you've you been living under a rock at least because it is a popular show now. Um, five years ago, if you hadn't heard of Game of Thrones, you were like ninety percent of America. <laughs> well, you read the books. I read. Right? I Which read all the books a long time not ago. Called Game of Thrones. That was one the of the books, right? First book is Game of Thrones. The book series is called The Song of Fire and Ice. Uh, it's excellent. Is originally supposed to be a seven book series. You have Game of Thrones. Uh, Clash of Kings, Storm of Swords, Feast for Crows, Dance with Dragons. Those are the five that are out now. Okay. Um, I'm reading Dance with Dragons right now. The books are long. Mm-hmm. They're very long books, but excellent reads. Um, I'm just recommending the show for all you that haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Get awesome. on that. Watch it. It's excellent. And you have a recommendation? I do. Um, last week, a new album was released for free online. The album is called Music Rocks 1 and 2. It's like a double album. It's two EPs. It's by a group called Marijuana Death Squads. Marijuana Um, Death Squads. (laughs) Contrary to their name, they're not like ICP, Eminem, (laughs) and Cottonmouth Kings joined together to form a band. (laughs) Um, Wow, that would be some kind of super group. I I think they're aware that their name is kind of awful and ridiculous. Uh, it's not necessarily what I would think of when I think of marijuana music. So it's not you don't have to smoke marijuana to appreciate this band. They're pretty they're pretty awesome. You don't um, have to smoke marijuana to appreciate actual good music. No, no way. They are tragically named Marijuana Death Squads, and uh, they're a fantastic group, though. Uh, not necessarily up everybody's alley. Kind of an experimental noise band. Okay. A lot of punk influence into it. Really raw, hardcore punk mixed with digital well that sounds mixed with hip hop sounds like something i at least want to hear for myself yeah it's pretty cool it's very 
Gregory Droney, the first two minutes of Music Rocks 1 set up this whole like trance feel. Synth drums and all this, and it's setting up this whole trance feel. And then the drums come in, the real drums, and just obliterate it. And it's just this great, but it's very like lo-fi. It's great summer music, I think, to listen to on a hot day. Great summer music to listen to on a hot day. It's that time, so... It's really good, yeah. The first one, Music Rocks 1, was recorded and mixed, I guess, in a bedroom. Second one was recorded live. It's all from Minnesota. Minnesota and Toronto are like the hubs of good music in my eyes nowadays. And it's got it's uh, spearheaded by Ryan Olson. He's the guy who did Gangs, if you're familiar with Gangs, and their album Related from a couple years ago, uh, which was sort of a take on soft rock. Okay. <laughs> but But brilliant, and it has... Gangs had like Justin Vernon from Bon Iver, however you pronounce that. But uh Bon Iver. Yeah. Bon Iver, whatever it is. Bon Iver. So Ryan Olsen, it's got people from Doomtree, Harmar Superstar. So it is in people. a way it's still Lisa. a collaboration. Yes. It's pretty cool. Okay. Excellent. Sounds great to me. Well, uh join us next time I guess and hopefully we'll figure out what the fuck we're supposed to be doing differently to change the future. Oh, God. Um, I'll definitely be thinking about this a lot. And next week, in the meantime, while we're trying to figure this out, we'll be talking about Chuck Klosterman. Um, He is a writer, author. If you don't know who he is, familiarize yourself with him. Writes a lot of essays, so there's a lot of stuff you can uh, check out that won't take up too much of your time. Just a couple pages or so. Yeah. Um, And I guess we'll see you back here next week. Sounds good to me. From The Secret Room. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Kappeser. And all of you have an excellent evening. Except for you. You know who you are. The future house, the food will cook itself. You just sit back, relax, and enjoy your wine.